We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Tuesday, the 8th day of August, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and a very special guest. We'll get to him in just a moment. Bruce, how are you and how was your weekend? Healthy and alive. Uh, good weekend. Uh, nothing really eventful. So yeah, good. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. And joining us today, back with us again, is Pavel. Pavel, how are you? Well, I'm doing a little bit better than the last few times. Things are going up and I'm here again to hopefully enlighten somebody. Well, that's good. That's good. We're happy to have you. We are more than happy to have you. And I'm sure the listeners are glad to have you back. You give some insights that a lot of our other guests don't give a uh, different side of a different stories because you come from a different part of the world originally. I mean, obviously, you're in America now, but you're originally from Russia. And we get things from that perspective from you. You give us insights that we otherwise wouldn't hear. And it's uh, it's really unique to get your perspective. Yeah, go on. Yeah, and you know, it's just like you said, it has something to do with this whole Russian thing, because I guess, you know, growing up over there, it kind of makes you look at things a little bit different. It's a little bit of a different perspective, you know, looking at everything like that North Korean thing I mentioned last time, you know, they're just maybe they're just waiting for everybody else to die off. And, you know, you look at everything from a third angle. If something that looks so much like it's a delicious piece of candy and they're giving it to you, you know, in a kind of way that's going to screw them, but make you even better. I mean, that just screams like BS to me. And what have we been seeing? We've been seeing poor people so much in the need of money, power, you know, assistance, supplies, all this. Yet I do not see and I do not hear a single person say like, wow, things are so much better now because of these weapons or because of this food or because anything. I've been talking to people that are currently in Russia, Belarus, and one individual that is somewhere within Ukraine. Pretty much it kind of, I mean, what I've been hearing is maybe the, the Russian army is not too happy with Putin. Nobody wants to be there anymore. There was a story that Russian uh, special forces squad just basically uh, went AWOL and went back home. It's 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 become a Chechnya again for for Russia, and that, that that's a really bad point. That the tendency that I'm seeing, the soldiers are no longer happy doing what they're doing. It's becoming, um, like I said, you know, in Chechnya it got so bad, the Russian soldiers literally at the end of the day would throw Chechnya girl, young, you know, 15 year old girl snipers under a tank just to send a message. You know, you camp next to a village village for a week, um, you lose nine of your officers. Every day going in the village, you know, you do the check, you clear it. No men, no boys, young girls, until you start, you know, checking for gunpowder, for bruises, um, addicts. And, and then, you know, next thing you know, is it's it's the little girls, you know, the, the teenage girls that are killing all these professional soldiers. 
And that's kind of where you cannot win. You know, I, I had heard stories. And uh, I mean, like I said, from the beginning, we're hearing a lot of propaganda from both sides. They've shut down basically all Russian media, at least here in Europe, because of the whole sanction thing that's going on. So it, and to the US to a great extent as well, as well. And so it's really difficult unless you're talking to people in back channels, such as yourself, and people that still have contacts over there that are working here, um, which I mean, I talked to a, a couple of people, uh, and also people that are here that have family over there. And it's really difficult to get information, accurate information uh, to find out what's going on. But I've heard what you were talking about. I've heard that in many different uh, cases is that a lot of the Russian militaries, like, you know, a lot of the uh, the conscripts that they sent in there, they're not happy with Putin. And they're just they're going, as you said, they're going AWOL. They're just disappearing. Bruce and I saw that in videos coming out of Ukraine in the very early days that they were just they were sent in there. And once they got there and they started taking uh, once they got past, you know, um, uh, areas in like the Donbass and everything, they figured out, hey, wait a minute, this isn't what we were told. We're, we're doing things here that we weren't told about. So what's going on? That's the question. And you're saying that that's actually that that is the case because Russia, like the, the Russian media, they're they're like hands off with that. They don't even want to talk about that because it's bad for morale. Anything they're not talking about changes how that's what's going on. You know what I mean? And. <sighs> What's mesmerizing to me is being a Russian citizen, I'm an American citizen, also growing up there during the Chechen wars, you know, seeing the, the boys come back in those metal coffins that are so, you know, they all came back in metal coffins. That means one thing. They don't leave their faces on, basically. Point being is soldiers get tricked into war just as much as anybody else does. You know, you can get pumped up and, and there's always a good cost. Back in 2014, Donetsk needed Putin to come in. Donetsk needed Putin to come in, and that would have been the right thing to do because it was not in his favor, and the people needed him. Instead, you know, there was a lot of political game, and now that it is actually becoming convenient, that's when he went in. And what's really, you know, I'm I'm starting to get a lot of my a lot of my suspicions are being right. And what I really think is going on, to be honest, what it looks like to me now, is it is in favor of you know. West American government, any other government in the world, for the American, I mean, for the Russian army to turn against Putin, it is obvious, you know, and it is happening. And you know, I, I foresaw that as one of the possibilities. I did not see that as the actual, you know, possibly the main intent, because that will threaten Putin enough to hit the red button once. Excuse my language, one time at least. I don't think Putin would do anything. You cannot see. He said back, if, if you threaten the existence of Russian people of Russia. Um, we might use, you know, we will respond in the same manner. Here's the thing. I don't believe it's possible to wipe out Russian people, Russian culture. That's not what he said. What he meant is that Putin himself, once he feels like that, you know, one and a half, $1.6 billion mansion that he owns, you know, once that is in the crosshair, once the, you know, the American, you know, special forces are up there in the mountains close enough, that that's when he's going to hit that button. It's personal now. It's it's a tiny amount of individuals with you know, all of the controls, it's, it's, that's it. It already happened. They're building the walled cities. We are at a point now where it is obviously exit for them and fire for us, it seems like. Since you've been on last, and we discussed a little bit of what was going on in Ukraine the last time, uh, you talked about Zelensky and his persona, how he's, you know, he's might get book deals. He might go to Hollywood because he's meeting all these actors and actresses and financiers and venture capitalists and everything else. They're, they're parading him around. It almost seems like at the moment that they're in the process, at least the Western media, according to what they're putting out, Western mainstream media. And I'd say that very 
very lightly because we all know what propaganda machines they are. It almost seems like at least it's a concerted effort now to start the ball rolling to throw him under the bus. Uh, CBS News did a piece on the weapons trafficking that's going on in Ukraine right now. The Biden administration just approved a $1 billion arms deal to go over there. I have a list of things. I'll go over some of these in a second. CBS News did a piece over the weekend saying that only 30%, 30% of the weapons that Western nations are sending into Ukraine actually arrive to who they're supposed to arrive to in Ukraine. The rest of them, the other 70% are going on to black market arms dealers. They're ending up in uh, Russian hands and they're flying out to other countries to parts unknown. But this is the latest deal that's being sent over. We also are sending another four and a half billion in cash, which you called out. You said, oh, it's money laundering all the way. Uh, And you were absolutely right on that. We're sending another four and a half billion today. That brings the total in cash up to 9.8 billion US dollars that we've sent in there. But as far as the arms deal, this is what we're sending. We're sending additional high mobility artillery rocket systems or our HIMAR systems, which those have been ending up in the hands of the Russian military when they actually overrun parts of the Ukrainian soldiers in certain areas in the country. They're actually gaining control of those things. So we're sending them directly to Russia. I mean, why not, right? 75,000 rounds of 155 millimeter artillery, 20 120 millimeter mortar systems and 20,000 rounds of 120 millimeter mortar ammunition, munitions for the National Advanced Surface to Air Missile System or SAM systems, 1,000 Javelin missiles, and hundreds of AT-4 anti-armor systems, 50 armored medical treatment vehicles, which I believe I know where that order's coming from personally, Claymore anti-personnel munitions, C4 explosives, demolition munitions, and demolition equipment, medical supplies to include first aid kits, bandages, monitors, and other equipment. You called it. You called it the last time you were on. This is the arms deal. Yep, yep there it is. Yeah, it's happening, and, and the power is moving. The pieces are, you know, the pieces are already set. I mean, what the pieces are there, and what they're doing now is they're moving around the information and honestly you, you guys make it sound and it, it it is scary but you guys make it sound like they're so smart and they're doing everything you know in order to just you know they're really really and everybody makes it sound like this they're, they're so smart you know disrupting everybody and doing all this propaganda and this and that in order to keep people's attention they're really what they're doing is they're throwing out everything they can and they're literally seeing what gets the most clicks and then they flaunt that till the dance less kicks and you know less clicks i mean and and they're literally not even looking at it from a point of human being. They're literally looking at dead numbers and seeing whatever the, it's the game of theater in destruction has a countdown on it now because the theater is so transparent at this point. Uh, people are getting angry. They, they really are. I mean, I, I and I mean, I'm not saying people, uh, not just people that, you know, hate Putin or love Putin or anything. I mean, everyone's pissed at this point. They're just getting everybody angry except for the tiny minority that's really happy right now and you know flying flying motorcycles and and building wall cities and living it's always been like this royalty gets the nice house and um we die but have you looked up to klitschko we we all i I, man i really want to bring up klitschko because we always talk about um yeah. yeah 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I don't know what is known about them, but I know they're boxing careers. I I, I respect them for their boxing careers. They're great. They are great boxers. Without a doubt, hands down, Vladimir and Vitaly Klitschko, great boxers. I watched all their matches when uh, when I came to Europe and and they are they're amazing in the boxing ring. But as far as like, yeah, yeah, as far as like the politicians thing and, you know, all that stuff, they're hanging out with like Klaus Schwab and all that stuff. I'm not 
I'm not okay with that. But okay, maybe we disagree on that. But that's okay. Hold that's on. Okay. I can't say that somebody got who gets hit in the head professionally, who's known to have specifically the thickest skull in the sport, is not going to make a good politician. Man, I think you should be. You know. Are okay. you smoking pot, man? I don't oh, no, 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 no. I didn't say he was a good it politician. Sounds like it sounds like it's, it's, whoa, okay. I so didn't say he was a good politician. Listen, it, as far as a box, as, well, as a professional sportsman, it, as a sportsman. Basically president. Yeah, yes, right. yes. As a really sportsman, good. as both of them, both both Klitschko brothers, as yes. sportsmen, phenomenal. Absolutely excellent. phenomenal. Excellent. Very good fighters. And, and, and you know what? I just don't think that professional fighters make good politicians or presidents. Their, their entire being is aggression, right? It's a very violent, aggressive sport. It's, it's literally you have to beat somebody till they fall down and can't get up anymore. Well, you know, it, same thing happens to you. You get hit quite a lot. I don't know if anybody else ever done anything contact, you get hit a lot. I've had enough concussions in my life to know that I'm not the smartest person in the world anymore. I know I'm definitely not smart enough to run any country. I can barely run my own place. Klitschko once, I mean, this is, I think this is actually real. He, there's a little story. He went into some taxi and, and the taxi driver asked him, um, well, where are we going? And he said, home. And the, the, the driver goes, well, where's home? And, and he goes, well, it's just like going to your place, but except we're going to mine. You know, and he, he passed out. Um, it, it, the guy, I mean, laughing stoke is not even, a, it, it's, the, people aren't laughing at them. People are so scared and confused that they don't even know what the hell is going on at all anymore. And and no one in America, no one pretty much in, you know, some of those places where, where the center of limits higher knows how, what it really meant to be in Ukraine from early 90s to late, you know, uh, 2010s. And and I'm not saying I was there the whole time either, but I've seen enough and I've heard enough, as I mentioned before, to see this drastic change. Like I said, going to Ukraine from Russia was a holiday. We used to go to Ukraine to shop for things that we could never see in Russia. And, uh, and this is post-communist. You know what I mean? Ukraine was the spot until the government happened. Their government, not the Russian government. See, Ukrainian people started begging Russian government, when Putin didn't want to do anything with them, he, in 2014, he didn't, right? But it was the Ukrainian citizens that were saying, no, we're Russia, we want you to come in, and he didn't, right? Obviously, he's, an, you know, a politician. But when he did come in, nothing changed besides how, you know, now the timing is in his favor, and, you know, it's not really for the people, but the people that are there, those people still want to be Russian, and everybody else further, you know, towards the heartland of Ukraine, they just don't want to do anything anymore. I mean, even months ago, when I was hearing that the people I get into Belarus, they're saying, you know, the Russian soldiers are not killing us. I mean, this is on my mother's health. I, I've heard people say just one thing constantly. They're not shooting any of us there. As a matter of fact, if there's a sniper nest in an apartment building, the Russians will go around. And about, I don't know, maybe a month, month and a half ago, I'm starting hearing like, oh, they're just starting shooting everything indiscriminately. And right around that time, I heard the story of the veteran, 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 hardcore, you know, top special ops guys just going home, like literally going into the op and just doing a turnaround. Um, that is the scariest thing ever to Putin. Putin's not afraid of, you know, nuclear missiles. He's not afraid of anything. The only person that can kill Putin is Putin himself. And it seems like whatever the policy he ended up installing played in the hands of the West well enough for the Russian armed forces to now be very grateful that they're that far and that they're at all right now. You see, just like it was in Chechnya, we went in with a good deal. 
good heart. And it was, I think there was a very legitimate reason for, for us to go into Chechnya. You know, I mentioned that before. Could not win it. Putin bought them off. I believe that Putin is kind of confused right now. He cannot buy off, you know, Ukraine because obviously Ukraine gets all the money in the world. So that's option off. So he cannot do that like he did with Chechnya. Ukraine is all the backing in the world. Russian soldiers. See, this is very important. You have to understand. And yes, I will say this. This is very extreme point of view. I just honestly believe in it. I know that for a fact from everyone I've heard, I mean, not like I was on the ground in a while, but I'm saying is. From what I believe is uh, Ukrainian armed forces multiple times use civilians as a destruction, a literal uh, meat shield, or just grabbing them and having them basically. What they say is you have to get to the other other side of that field. That's where the position you have to take is. It's a minefield. They don't make it there. And, and, And that is what I kept hearing and hearing. And what I started hearing afterwards is like, well, we can't take it anymore. Now we're blowing up everything indiscriminately. I mean, even if there's a person living next to this gun, they're both gone now. And what follows that? Well, we don't want to do this anymore. No one wants to do this anyway. Even Ukrainian people, they were like, come on, Russians, come in and, and you know, help us. Or, or Ukrainians, they were saying, screw the Russians, let's go kill all of them. They don't want to do it either. No one wants to do anything. The only people that want to do anything is the extremists. You know, there's some Russian units that are, you know, they're there for war. And that's what they were. And there's some still, you know, um, what we call, you know, extreme Nazi movement in Ukraine few units. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it's it's done for the, the morale is done. The morale is gone. What now? That's my question. What now? What? Where? Where do we go now? And I'm just talking like that agenda. It seems like is is going to die. That's why I said that it looks like they're trying to start the ball rolling to use Zelensky as the as a scapegoat here if something goes wrong. Yep. And then they'll that like there's an exit strategy for uh, his inner circle, which all the money that's been going into there, they're all buying expensive multi million dollar chalets in in Switzerland, so they're going to get out of there. And I mean, hell, Putin's not going to go into Switzerland. I mean, let's be honest here. He's not going to Hitler didn't even go in there. But that seems to be like that's what's going to happen here. And then they'll transition us into the next thing, as in us, the the populace, as far as like the messages, they'll say, oh, look, see, it went wrong in Ukraine. Uh, the You know, Zelensky and, and everything collapsed over there. Now we need to move on to it'll be China and Taiwan, is my opinion, uh, is where it's going to go next will be. China and Taiwan. And then, of course, the the crises that we'll have here, they're trying to use this monkeypox thing, uh, but it's not working too well. Uh, they're going to try some COVID things again. They're going to try and lock everybody down again. They're going to use the food crisis, the energy crisis. So it's I mean, it's a multitude of different dynamics here that can be played, not trying to venture too far away, but sticking with that. It just seems to me like if, if you're saying what now, I'm asking the same question. What now? I don't even know what they were expecting to happen. Do you think that's another reason they were sending all that money in there and they're still sending that money and that arms in there so to stop Putin from buying everybody off? Or or did you have a different opinion uh, on that? Well, it's see, that's the thing. It's both of those things. They You cannot disarm somebody like Putin in just one directional blow. You know, I mean, you have to think 10 steps ahead. Yes, obviously pumping money into Ukraine is going to make Putin not, you know, give them any money. It doesn't make any sense. The United States is going to give them more than Putin ever can. Then we're starting thinking about resources, natural resources. You know, um, what Putin cannot possibly lose is access to the Black Sea. I'm sorry, what do you call it? The um, Jesus, that port city is escaping my name right now. I'm sorry. The one in the south of Odessa? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I don't know why the name is escaping. I, yeah, I don't, okay, I don't so, know the name of it, yeah. But I, well, I know, well, I know anyhow, the port's- 
Another port down there, yes. Okay, so the point being is Putin's getting choked out. There's there's not much going on on the east side that you know towards Japan. Um, the the Baltic Sea and the Black Sea were always you know the only way out for Russia. Saint Petersburg, the the old capital of Russia, was built on a bunch of swampland. There was literally um, thousands of people died just building it. There was no way to have anything there. You had to build a city because there was an accident. Peter Peter the Great foresaw that Russia needed access. Um, to bigger waters. Putin's getting locked in. I mean, he's just getting locked in and I'm seeing it. And are they going to go after Taiwan? Are they going to go after China? Are they going to go after? They're not going to go after anything specific. It, it's like the war will never be televised. They they will do microaggression, I should say, uh, supply missions, so like proxy. benefit missions. Exactly. Like like they will help these people and that people, you know, they, they will do uh, humanitarian humanitarian help. They will they will say that we're helping, you know, this particular island. We're going to it's always a flip of a coin. If, if they're saying that there's a war going on over here, whatever they're going to be doing on the other side of the world would be the opposite of a war. You know, you've got to cover all angles. They will come to Russia. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm thinking that Russia cannot be accessed from the north. It really can't. It cannot be accessed really, you know, through the east. The land war never worked. Napoleon got stopped. You know, Hitler got stopped. So the only way really is the southern Yellow Sea, maybe China, um, some sort of corridor coming over there towards the heartland. Whoever's trying to take out Russia, they're doing it so perfectly. It's boggling my mind. I did not foresee the Russian soldiers rebelling so quickly. And, and I am deaf. I mean, I don't know why, but I just see the Yellow Sea. I see something south. I'm thinking India. I mean, Jesus, maybe the Vietnam. I mean, who knows? But but maybe even, you know, as far as like whether Micronesia or Malaysia or like towards like Australia, something I feel like is going to come that way. It, besides all the economical stuff, the I don't the United States cannot allow China to take over Yellow Sea. I'm not aware of any deals over it. And what China is doing is it, it's going south. Well, we have pieces, we, pieces. We, we actually have a um, we have a treaty between the United States, Australia and Japan. This was declassified. It was a classified treaty. It was meant to be classified until I believe it, Bruce was at 2050. It was a 30 year treaty. It was supposed to be classified until 2050. But Trump declassified it on his last day before he left. So everybody knew about it. Uh, and of course, the Chinese, they obviously they knew about it. But now everyone else knows about it. So it's public. Not much attention was paid to it. But we have a treaty between the United States, Australia and Japan to defend Taiwan at all costs. Yeah, right, 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 right. I know what you said. It's I didn't know about what you're saying, but I, I, I know that they. I've heard something about yeah. Taiwan is a very strategic point. How, that's so, Silicon so Valley basically West. Basically, that's that's where right. like everything that we have, all of our microchips, all of it, everything the, from everything, it all comes from Taiwan. You know what a transistor is? Yeah, you know, like the the transistor, the, the most basic part. Um, something like over ninety, no, over ninety percent of all. Chips and transistors in the world are made in South Korea, I want to say, and like Taiwan alone. Like, like basically, not of it is produced. That particularly, the most important part, like the the basic, you know, the basic unit of a CPU. It, I last time I checked about a year ago, was zero, zero production in the United States, zero. And I mean, we're talking like the most absolute basic component of on of everything. I mean, I'm looking around me, I see one laptop, you know, blah blah blah. I mean, I'm just 
it, it's all Chinese. And 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 the, the most important thing is United States government and and everybody else they keep roasting China for having all this huge impact on 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 you know the climate rise right and and all this stuff. They literally make all your stuff, all of it. You don't make anything, anything. I am in the United States of America right now. I mean, man, let me pick a few objects. China. I know that's not China. That's made in China. That says it's made in China. I mean, I know I can. I mean, I know everything around me is made in China. Does nobody else realize that if they stop making literally everything around you, you're gonna have to, and you're not set up for it? Both economies, I think, the U.S. economy and the Chinese economy, they've intertwined them so much now that even if the Chinese were to say, okay, look, we're stopping all of our ships, which they're kind of doing that already. Uh, we're stopping all of our consumer goods. We're not making any more consumer goods. We're not going to do any of this. Okay, that's fine if that's what they want to do. But at the same time, if they don't have any ships coming back empty to refill, then their economy is going to collapse too. You have other countries that buy from them, yes, consumer goods, but nowhere near as much as the United States. That's their biggest customer of yeah, consumer goods. Okay, well, uh, here's this. I want to tell you something I've never told to anybody before. And this, this is going to sound a little crazy, but I've personally witnessed of this, at least one instance of this, is when a high United States official will kind of like name their kid, you know, as a god, let's say, son or daughter of a very, very high wealthy family of, you know, somewhere from another country, let's say that, you know, United States is a lot of interest in, you know, then, you know, anyhow, and then, you know, they will kind of be like, oh, well, you know, now their kid is living with us and we're she she's going to, you know, best college in the world. And then, you know, the, and it was a lot of bodyguards and a lot of confusion. And um, I mean, I was so confused when, let's say, I, I, I would have imaginally found out about this because... I don't think that's legal. I don't think that makes any sense. I don't think I don't think families at that that high up should intertwine, you know. And I'm not the only one I've heard of things or I've seen things like that. You know, it's just really weird how when it comes down to, you know, relationship, they're all sitting down at the same table getting drunk. Mm-hmm. Well, people are not aware of it. Something actually just broke. Uh, we'll get back to that in a second. While you were talking there, and it's it's funny that it breaks right now. Apple, you know, the company that makes your iPhones and your iPads and your iWatches and all that stuff. Well, all that, all that junk, right? Apple tells Taiwanese suppliers to relabel their products. They say that items labeled made in Taiwan, which you were just going over some things, oh, made in China, made in China, made in China. Well, there are things that say made in Taiwan, including documents, declaration forms, or packaging could cause shipments to be held by Chinese customs. Oh my God, man, I have been, dude, we talked, uh, and I apologize because I just got a little emotional, but we literally, I remember you saying that, yes, the, the, as soon as the China starts grabbing Taiwan, Taiwan, I cannot speak English that well, you know that, but with the support of the Western power, basically what you just said, yeah, it, it's happening. It's This is insane. All of it is happening at once. Satellite constellations, walled cities, crazy mentions you have Zelensky who's about to get literally just thrown to the you know to the vultures maybe throw one of the Klitschkos in there he'll help him out I mean man <laughs> I just I I personally watched Ukrainian people go from happier than my people let's say I mean that's that's the funny thing but what people don't understand is is if you if you're born let's say in in California and and, and I'm born in Arizona you know we're not that far away from each other or, or let's say you know New Hampshire and Vermont that's how far away Ukraine is from Russia. It's all the same people. They're all the same people. Let's say, you know, Russia and Germany, you have to go through a few, few places. That's long enough. 
But there's literally absolutely no difference in the people. There's no difference in the policy. There's no difference in the language. There's no difference in the culture. It's all political agenda that is thrown on people. They didn't like it, so now they got a war. And no, it, like, how is it that it's so confusing? Well, simple. I talked to somebody yesterday. They, they basically we had an argument whether or not there's any Nazis in, in Ukraine at all. And the gentleman's argument was, um, I watch YouTube. I watch the news. I am very, very active in my research. I just don't believe that make I to to him it sounded like Russian propaganda. And what I told him from my personal knowledge and experience, well, it you know he he hopefully took it a little bit seriously. But I do not see anything. I I don't. I see people completely overtaken by propaganda, not just even in America anymore. I mean, to be honest, everything we've been talking about, you, you know, that funny geometric progression, you know, how, you know, quicker things are happening, the quicker they're going to happen. Well, there were things we were predicted two months ago and, you know, they happened a month later. And then there were things we were predicted weeks ago and it happened just a few weeks later. And then the things we we're going to predict yesterday are going to happen today. It is accelerating, isn't it? All of it, I feel like. It is. You know, you, you mentioned, and, and we can bring Bruce in, uh, in on this part of the conversation, uh, which I'm surprised he hasn't muscled his way in there already. But this thing in particular, we haven't discussed this yet. You talked about, the, you mentioned it, um, and let's, let, I guess we can kind of uh, pivot there. We can transition here. The walled city in Saudi Arabia. That is the whole uh, technocratic digital world that Klaus Schwab talks about. That's your social credit. That is your uh, eating bugs. You'll own nothing. Of uh, all, just everything, just just everything. It's I look at it and I see the promo videos and like the, all the stuff they put out for it. And it's disgusting. But let's let's get into it. So the walled city. You brought it up. Good thing. Bad thing. Should we go down that okay. road? Should we not? So which which way does it go? Does it actually get built? Does it go that way? I guess let's just start there. Is is it because right now it's just a concept, but. The way things are progressing, does it actually get built and do we go down that road? See, that's what I think. That's what I think is the mistake is and, and a lot of other people just the way the way you said it. And I don't have 100 percent proof of this close to it. I don't think that's the first one. It might be the pretty shiniest prototype and what they're going to actually build above surface or whatnot. But I am aware of there's a lot of and you know this too. There's already communities out there that are just not as fancy. They're finally putting some sort of a face on the wall city kind of a thing that will make it perhaps reasonable, such as you know self-contained, green, this and that, easy. Um, let's say I build a tank. The tank is designed to do nothing but murder people and protect the people on the inside. I'm just going to spend the entire time talking about how it makes the best shade imaginable. All you have to do is you put your tank right here and you can rest in its shade, right? Why not just literally start mass producing AK-47s and then just put a paperweight sticker on it and this way we can write it, write it off as, you know, something else. There's no lie at this point that cannot be just covered up or just, I mean, a certain um, politician's uh, spouse you know, drives around, um, supposedly a little tipsy, you know, talks to the cops, does some sketchy, maybe deserves a misdemeanor or a little slap on the wrist. No, this guy, it turns out, was high off his ass and wasted. And first thing he did is he told the cop, here, oh, wait, this is my donated card. You know, I donate a lot to the police. Sorry, I thought it was my license. Um, by the way, you heard of his husband. Oh, I was just making up. This really happened. Oh, yeah, that I'm actually kidding, happened. Of the, spe the speaker. No, I know. I know. Right. I know. I know. I've been sarcastic. It's it's hill. It's hysterical. OK, well, what about the 10 freaking times prior to this one thing when either one of them bought, sold and made millions literally within 24, 
to 40 hours before a major stock price change move, whatever the hell you want to call it. I mean, there's inside trading, which is what I get punished for. And then there's the big scale crime, which they just show on TV and, and, and what we swallow. I mean, listen, I'll tell you this. I know people that got misdemeanors in the United States, marijuana misdemeanors, and they could never get in the United States military ever again. Their lives were ruined. That's what the men wanted to do. They wanted to be men, but they smoked some pot. Now they can't. What makes them worse of a soldier than everybody else they live in? Just for the money. I mean, half the people that sign up for the United States military, they say I'm in it for the money. Pretty much, I think that's fair. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of people that go in there and they say, yes, I mean, I whatever, but the money is good. Russian military is mandatory. Everybody hates it, but they take it freaking seriously because, well, Luke is after them. Everybody. Why is everybody hating Russians? Well, they're so mean and this and they're pissed off and they're angry. Who isn't f***ing with the Russians? And who the f***ing with? Wow, excuse my language again. But the point being is, I mean, who is Russia attacking? Ukraine right now. Okay, I get it. I mean, they literally share the same piece of land with them. It's just one line border. Border, there's no countries in between. You know, there's, there's, there's the saddle. What about everything in Poland? Am I wrong, guys? But I thought that the United States... And Russia had a deal where Poland was off the table for radars, um, rocket installations. Yes. And well, next thing you know, they're all there. And all I hear is Putin's breaking his promises by doing something. Whoa, your promise was do not put a gun right next to my door. Okay, well, I'm a little angry now. And it's just ridiculous. How many times the United States have been ca called up to the world court for crimes against humanity twice with two countries as being the uh, accuser witness. And both times the United States literally just said, well, we don't agree. That's it. It was just, you know, people, politicians, literally countries presenting crimes against humanity towards this government. And the government just said, well, we don't agree. And, and NATO went with it. And the, and the Geneva sounds, Convention went with it. Sounds like what China does when they get accused of the genocide of the Uyghur Muslims in Xinjiang province. They just say, oh, no, sorry, we don't oh. agree with that. And they just... No, you're away. just comparing... Oh, man, you're just comparing carrots to peas now, man. Are you saying they're all the same? Come on. Yeah, but you know, know, you're, it, you're right. Yeah, go ahead, Bruce. I, I just throw in with the uh, uh, some of the stuff that's gone on and, and how... Here in the, as an example, we've talked about this a lot with COVID and everything and how that's been essentially, well, we, we've seen this in the past where a bunch of people have, you know, been killed off um, by, by government uh, and nothing's going to happen because of it. I mean, we, we have Republicans over here going, oh, we're, we're going to investigate and we're going to look into it when we win the House and all this kind of stuff. Right. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. You're, you're, you're Republicans. You don't do nothing. You're, you're spineless. Uh, but to to your point about uh, the U.S., basically, we've been on the doorstep of Russia, pointing guns at them, knocking on their door, pointing a gun at them and say, oh, we're not we're not we're not shooting you. And just sitting there poking them with the gun like that. That's that's literally what we're doing to them. It's ridiculous. I'm going to move, uh, I'm gonna move I, in on I, your front porch and I'm going to yeah. punch you in the face sometimes, but you're not allowed to do anything back to me. That's what we did. Yeah, that's exactly the, what's going on. And the whole time, the whole time I'm going to sign every single paper saying that I'm not going to do it. Yeah. 
We, we really? actually, the agreement you were talking about, it, it literally goes back to when the wall was up in East Germany and the United States and NATO at the time, which that's when it was somewhat relevant and it wasn't outdated. We actually had the agreement that we would not even go into East Germany. That was the original agreement was we're not going to go into East Germany. Don't worry about it. We have no intentions of going in there and doing anything with NATO whatsoever. So it's all good. And now we're all the way over into Poland and Lithuania. And now we're talking about embedding uh, Finland. Of course, Finland shares a border with Russia that's hundreds of miles long. And the Finnish, I mean, that's, they've got a long history fighting the Russians anyway. I mean, going back for a very long time. No, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, that was part of the original agreement. We weren't even supposed to go into East Germany. And now we're all the way over into uh, uh, the eastern part of Poland, right on the Russian doorstep, as you said. Well, I just want to interject right there. And uh, this you know, you know, the game kids play. I'm not hitting you. I'm not hitting you. I'm not hitting you as they hit you. That's a pretty challenged game. The power of the government is reversely proportionate to the intelligence of its people. The smarter the general IQ of a population is, the less powerful the government will be because they none of them want to control, you know, other people and they don't want to be controlled either. All you have to do in order to increase the power of the government is literally not do anything on behalf of the, getting the government better or more powerful. You should got to make the people dumber, not weaker. Weakness does not mean, you know, physical weakness is not necessarily strength or weakness in itself. It's the intelligent quotient. That's what literally creates the cognitive perception of who's taking, you know, what are you doing? Who am I following? How open are my eyes? You know, they say the things that are conscious are things that you know you do not know. Like, you know, I know I don't know Spanish. Let's say, you know, I know that. Things that are subconscious is things you don't know that you don't know. You know, I don't know that I don't know, let's say, that there's someone behind me right now. You know, I am not even a part of it. What they're feeding you is on one side, lies. On the other side, counter conspiracies to the lies. So you get both angles. You know, you make yourself look bad and, and, and you make yourself look like you're rediscovering, you know, the, you're trying to come out, whatever, there's somebody exposing you. When in reality, you're not doing either one. All of this is a show. You don't even care. You're not even there. The whole point is just to keep the people entertained. As long as you look and wonder, it's, it's very, very, very simple. The smarter you consider yourself, chances are, the more screwed you are. To be honest, I don't consider myself smart. I consider myself common sense based, logical, and inventive, adaptive maybe. Other than that, what, what is smart? I don't get tricked. My level of intelligence is based off how easily to screw me over. That's how I base it. And you know what? People that base their entire lives on an abstract TV show, like let's say The Walking Dead. I mean, I, I've seen plenty of people that are kind of based their life on it, at least you know a few years of it, all of it. You, you know, before work, at work, after work, it's, it's walking dead. And I mean, they are. Get it? Whole point of the show. And I, I don't, it's not about waking. I think it's 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 getting a little, it's getting too, a little too late to wake up on your own. I, I think what is happening is at this point of time, people are going to get walking up, but it's not going to be nice anymore. I mean, whoever is doing this, things are going to get shitty and they're going to get shitty quick. By the end of this year, we're going to see... Um, Mark my word, we, we're going to keep talking. I think by the end of this year, there's going to be more lockdowns. And the lockdowns are going to be associated with some sort of a um, monetary benefit, not like a tax cut, but maybe even something towards crypto. I mean, they're going to start giving you some sort of initiative to um, stay away from other people. And if you don't touch other people, if you don't hug them, if you're not near them, you will not get healthy. Like like I said, I mean, without the research, the, the, the only thing I am 
particularly curious in life is how we interact as humans, besides just the language. Um, we need to be next to each other in order to feel sane and healthy, period. Um, the separation, the digital universe, the, the, all of it is already a joke. If we are realizing this is that this is happening, it's, it already happened. I mean, if we're supposedly the most awake, if we're supposedly, you know, fighting, if we're supposedly standing up for ourselves and doing it, which we are, don't get me wrong, I'm trying my best to be a good person and not let evil just stand there without me having no action. However, I am very, very acutely aware that I'm not the smartest and chances I am already screwed. And I know I am. I mean, I'm clearly not the richest guy in the world. I'm not flying around. Um, I don't have a robot. I don't have a flying car. I mean, we're going backwards. We need to start swimming up. I mean, we got to start actively swimming up. The speed that we're fighting back with is not as strong as the current that's sweeping us away anymore. The, all, all progress is being negative. So we either hunker up or don't do anything but talk. Talking could be enough in this. In I mean, really just, just sharing information, opening people's eyes. And most importantly, don't let yourself get light to, to a point where you start spreading it. You know, I think what you said there, you said that you're not a rich person. We're not either. We're, we're not either by any stretch. But honestly, I don't think that that's going to matter when we start going further down this road. Because the people that have based their character on the things that they have, their possessions, their material possessions, as in, I'm not talking about assets, I'm talking about debt, things that you owe on things that you don't own. If what you have parked in the garage or in your driveway or what you have in your closet defines you, I've got news for you. You're going to be very disappointed in the days that are coming. You're going to be very disappointed. I think it goes further than that. You're not a rich man by monetary standards and neither are we by any stretch, but it's who we are as people to ourselves and who we are to ourselves is what benefits other people around us. That's what makes us rich. You can be a rich man without having money. These people that are out there, these millionaires like these waste of human DNA, like the, the Kardashians and, and all these other frauds that you see up there on TV. Do you know what a millionaire that's bankrupt looks like? That. That's what that is. That's a bankrupt millionaire. They're trying. They're trying so hard to look. Yeah, exactly. You do not see a happy person that has enough money to be happy if that's what makes them happy on TV. You really don't. You know who you see on TV? Me. I'm trying to make money. I'm broke. Well, you don't see me yet even. So yeah, I guess I'm not even there yet. That's how broke I really am. Point being is, it's a natural inclination of intelligence to be more reserved because you're more, you know, acutely aware of your own faults. And it is the people that are less aware of their own faults, usually the louder, more, you know, less self-aware, but more self-perpetuating. And, and, and those are the people that are, you know, unfortunately get hiring in our society it is your ability to stonewall somebody and lie and i can do that all day i have i've raised kids yeah i've seen how, how to do it that's what is more valued now than any sort of human compassion i don't see any compassion in nancy pelosi's eyes when when she's being asked you know well how, how does this benefit the people or or not benefit the people and what does it have to do with the people at all like you know you, you are in charge of our money that we earn and we gave it to you and you spend it on this and the simple question is okay so you know where our money went and that made you rich okay well you're like that's supposed to do that man because we trust you right well that's not how i see it okay we're nothing to them they literally respect the viewer so little 
that they can lie to our faces every day, laugh at us because they know it's our distance. Same thing teenage girls do do on Facebook. They, they roast each other all day because they're not going to get hit. The rich people, he, there's no need for this giant violence. What are we going to do? All rise up and, and, and go burn the politicians? A lot of those politicians are good people too. It's not the selective individuals that need to be changed. It's the system set up already that allows those individuals to be the front for whoever you know, bought them or, or owns them or really runs it to remain there. Where's the list? Like, you know, where are there all those pedophiles? You know, the, what happened? Ups, you know, Upstein got, you know, hung himself. He, his partner is, is, she's in the hotel, I hear, you know, and yep. um, yep. Where, where's the list? Everybody yeah, say, I, 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 people, like, I want. Okay, so I know there's certain British, I, I mean, is, I've, I've, I mean, I've heard of Clintons and so, well, why is that not public? I mean, how is it possible that, they, well, is it because it's not proven yet? I mean, why is it that I don't know who the people on the list are? Maybe because they, they, they don't know for sure yet. So let's where the trials, where the, you know, where the, the, the servings of the papers and come on, let's, if you're not guilty, let's just see. I mean, all you have to do is like, listen, look, man, like, I don't like kids, you know, like, hey, I've never been to that one particular island, which is specifically known for underage prostitutes, because any man that sees half naked children walk around will either cover them up, hit somebody or get the hell away. There's no common gene, trade, thought or purpose between people that objectify humanity at such level that they can force themselves upon children and live. That's a different species. I'm not, I'm not that. I can't. No, I am not. Literally, I am just not that species. That's it. I, I can't. I can't understand it to a point where I don't think that is the same literally creature. I can't rape and kill children. I just can't. It's so extreme. But I, for what I hear is it's it's kind of like a pastime, maybe. Even. That's how they compromise so, people. That That's exactly how they compromise yeah. people in the power structure. Yeah. I mean, it, it became yeah, exactly. with, with the Soviet Union back in the day. And I mean, like way back in the day after the end of the war, the KGB, this is what they used to do. They would infiltrate places, organizations in the West and people in high ranking positions, and they would compromise them. But back then, it was a different kind of compromise. You had the family unit that was together in the United States, in the Western world. The family unit is what held society together. But that changed. When the hippie movement started in the late 60s and early 70s, all that changed. Yeah, down with the family and, you know, let it all hang out. It feels good. Do it. Why not do it in the road? Yeah, all that stuff, right? All, all that stuff that, that basically just ruined family life. The start of it. That was the inception of the decline of the West from the family. You destroyed the family institution. You destroyed our, our social structures. You destroyed everything else, our religious institutions, our education system, all of it, right? So they infiltrated all these areas. When they did that, there was nothing else left to destroy. You see, you go out and you cheat on your wife. Now, ah, who cares, right? You can do that five or six times. Nobody cares, right? Because of the way that the agenda is now. That's when it shifted in the 90s. They needed something else. The 90s. Who ran the executive level of the United States government in the 1990s? The Clintons. And who was their guest of honor on a number of occasions at that White House? <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. Anybody? Oh, no. Okay, man. Okay. Well, uh -huh. I, I, can't, I can't even pretend to not know uh -huh. that. Yeah. And that individual yeah, I, I... that arranged that person to get into the White House was just found dead at his ranch just a few weeks ago. He was hung from a tree with a shotgun blast to his chest. Yep. yep. And it was ruled a suicide. Now, I don't know how that's ruled a suicide, but 
nonetheless. But see, th that's what I'm saying is the agenda changed. They needed something else to compromise people within the power structure. You couldn't just go after destroying the family unit anymore because the family unit had already been destroyed. They needed something else. Yeah. So they had to go after people in Congress, people in the lobbying industry, the film and entertainment industry, the music industry. All of these areas is where they have compromised high level people. All of it. And of course, what does Epstein get? He gets his own office at Harvard. Bruce, you did some digging into that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, got his get... own. He got his own uh, office there, or is something about uh, evolution, or something on the lines of evolution, uh, something. But this is this is a cyclical environment that we're talking about. When you destroy those institutions, it just increases the depravity of society, and depravity only has a certain like. There's only so many directions depravity can go, and we've just gotten to the point now to where everything else is okay. So now we have to go to uh, pedophilia, like, right, that, that's the next step. But in all of this, nobody wants to talk about this, as, as you pointed out, rightly so. Uh, nobody wants to talk about these, uh, the people that have committed suicide, you know, uh, Epstein and the, uh, the individual. You we have other instances where they've had two gunshots to the uh, back of the head, the guns over in a lake across the street, and the body was thrown in a, a trash bin, and it was ruled a suicide. I'm sorry, excuse me? Like, when, when you have Seth officials Rich. that are involved Seth Rich. with, I don't, yeah. And then uh, and another one that was involved with the Clintons was found dead in a suitcase. I, I'm sorry, the, it, that's not suicide. But nobody wants to look into it. Nobody wants to look into uh, seeing what's really going on because nobody wants to admit that our system is broken. Nobody wants to look at it and go, yeah, we need to make some changes because then that means... There's responsibility on our shoulders. Society doesn't want that responsibility. They want to shirk it off onto a politician and have the politician tell them what they should do. And, and, and that's gotten us into this position. That's that's why we're here. Is it why do we shirking off the responsibilities? And as you said, dumbing down the population. Bruce, and, and I'm sorry, man, but this crossed my mind. Why do we not have like a sit down movement like they have in China now in the United States? If you're a man and you don't like what's going on and you have no way at all to change anything, if you can survive and you don't stop working, stop yeah. all of it. Society's do not marry. Exactly. No, no one ever That's will. Not. No one ever. Yeah. No one ever will. Yeah. yeah. There's what. So what we're stuck. What is it? What this? Is there anything? Anything we can do? I so, think there is. I really do think there is. And, and that, to be honest, I, and I'm kind of like biting my, biting my way into this, but I mean, the, the whole AmericanStoicism.com website, you know, everything, all these little projects I'm doing right now, I really, 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 really want to see why is it that man stopped being themselves? I flashed a picture up there on the screen. I know you probably couldn't see it, but the picture that I, I flashed up on the screen, it was a Chinese delegation from back in the 90s. And in that picture where it was Bill Clinton and Maxwell and Epstein all at the same table. I saw that. Yes. And and why do we I mean, is, uh, but what do you see? What's even the point of it's it's so clear, clear cut, spelled out. What is going on? What I understand is this. Let's say the government is good. They caught a guy that's, you know, the head pedophile and you know he's bringing all these other um you know high high-end people um to the pedophile hang hangouts and and the government you know comprehends him and they get the information out of him and the people know when the bad guys get punished it seems to me like it's a war of who's more afraid and how can we like 
confuse it, cover it up. I mean, like I've heard points. I, I've heard that Epstein might have been Epstein. I'm sorry, might have been the good guy. Like, isn't it true that he supposedly, you know, he's fought through his father. He's working for, you know, I don't know, maybe Israeli intelligence collecting. You that know. was Maxwell. That that was her. No, that's she Maxwell. Was, yeah, yeah. Her. It was rumored that she actually recruited him. But like, let me, just on that point, that that's an interesting point you bring up. I have something of her relevance to the plate. Her and her father, yeah. And he mysteriously fell off of his yacht in the middle of the Pacific. I don't know. It just happens. But on that point, uh, Pavel, you're familiar with uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah, the big podcaster, Joe Rogan. I mean, I'd like to say the biggest fan, but I, I'm like, once again, I'm not that smart. Fair enough. This was him talking about just this. Let's hear what he had to say. Definitely donated some money to science. Yeah. You know, but I had a conversation with a scientist who didn't buy into that Epstein stuff and wouldn't go to the meetings and stuff like that. And he said that he was really shocked at how little money he actually donated. Interesting. Yeah, he goes, it wasn't that much money. He goes, it was really like he he was more than that. He was bringing them to parties <sighs> like it was a it was an intelligence operation. Whoever was running it, whether it was uh, the Mossad or whether it was the CIA or whether it was a combination of both, mm -hmm. it was an intelligence operation. They were bringing in people and compromising them. And then when they would compromise them, they would use, you know, whatever they had on them to influence their opinions and the way they express those opinions. And I don't know why they would want to do that with scientists, which is really strange to me. <laughs> Epstein's like, I there you go. Well, scientists, I mean, that doesn't sound, I mean, how, why would that sound strange, to be honest? If I mean, gonna, I get that maybe if you're going to perpetuate, if you're going to perpetuate two of the biggest frauds on humanity that have ever been perpetuated in the history of mankind, such as climate change and a COVID pandemic or some uh, some other type of pandemic, then you need plenty of people that are compromised to carry your message, don't you? Well, climate change, hold on, that 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 had a lot to do with staying home too because of the sun and the temperature rise. And I mean, I yeah. kind of just now realize like that's not all those don't touch, don't go out and stay inside. That didn't work well at all. So step two, release something. And here's another thought. The vaccines, right? Let's say they work for some people, they don't. They kind of sound like BS. It's what I get. In. And then I kept thinking, right? So if the vaccines are so-so, they're not this or that, what's the real reason to vaccinate everybody then? Ooh, individual vaccines. So everybody gets this, but you, you might get a little something extra in your boost. Get it? You, you'll have a side effect that, you know, the other 1% had too, which is could be death. Could be. So a report that came out today from one of the largest uh, German health insurance providers, of which I am a client of that particular provider. And it's worse than we thought. It's what we suspected, uh, what Bruce and I suspected, but it's worse than we thought. Bruce, last week you mentioned a report out of the German government, one in 5,000 doses in German citizens that actually had an adverse reaction. This is even worse. The top German health insurer, Techniker Krankenkasse, reported today that one in 25 of their clients have been treated in a medical facility for an adverse reaction to a vaccine. Wow. Repeat that number again. I, I was just listening one, to you, but it's one in how many? One in 25 have been treated in, in a medical facility for an adverse reaction to a COVID-19 vaccine. So one in 25. Okay. Those are not good numbers. So let's say we have, we have 100 people, four out of them. You're not feeling well at all. It to me it looks just low enough to keep it under that point where you can still get away with having certain people get more sick than others. I just don't like. I mean, let's say okay. So they're, what are they trying to do? Kill off 
X amount of people? What are they trying to do? You know, I think the answer is really all of it, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's all of it, really. It, whatever they're, you think they're not doing, it's either because you, you're not smart. I mean, I think it's all of it. It's it, it stopped being because of this or that a long time ago. All See, the, the, the it's like the plant. We're seeing the plants come to the fruits at this point. We're not seeing the plants being developed. We're not seeing place, plants being put in a place. We're at the end of their, you know, strategy, long-term, long-term strategy coming to fruition exactly when we're basically just starting to notice of it at all. We cannot overpower somebody who has already decided that we're not even part of their species because that's how I feel towards people that can do things like I mentioned earlier. I mean, they gave up on us. The dehumanization of society, what I mentioned is, you know, rich kids brought up by the elite who are taught that you're this and their objects, the Nazis, the all of it, and, and not even the Nazis, you know, the, the, the slave owners, the Romans, all of it. As soon as you have enough power to realize you can literally do anything to a person, there's something changes in you. It's it's like once you can see a person as an object, and I and I feel like maybe some a lot of military guys, you know, kind of struggle with the, the whole, you know, whether you want to hurt somebody or not and, and all that. Once you truly kill off all sympathy and empathy towards everybody but a certain small minority, you will see young children commit acts of cruelty worse than, you know, Hitler youth. You, you, you might have kids play video games that hurt real people in real life at some point, you know, real life hangman. Who knows just how bored? Well, let's say they can't get off the planet. Let's say they get stuck here for another thousand years with nothing to do but toy with us. Watch the tech, watch the things that are actually taking place, not what they're saying about the things taking place, not who is just, just look what's being built where, what's being blown up, you know, why is it that, let's say, you know, a certain channel, how much, tra- I know that there's a lot of traffic, ship traffic is going on through all these, you know, like like the English channel, um, you know, once again, down down south of China. I'm not sure. I, I don't have, not, but I hear a lot of tariffs being changed. I hear a lot of like um, small time policies being changed. Like, um, like you, let's say I don't know anything about uh, giant ships or shipping or anything. I don't know that. Let's say if I just keep, you know, this kind of a ship, have it go in front of the other ship, it'll screw up the whole line and it'll just slow everything down by just this little bit much. It feels like everything is being kind of ground down kind of like slowing down our purpose i feel like first our progress have been slowing down now it's our ability to feed ourselves like we have to switch to bugs it's our ability to um heal ourselves go go to some sort of alternative doctor it's it's everything that is basically not what the big brother is telling you is correct is not being ridiculed ridiculed um everything seems to be extreme unless it's going with the you know comfortably numb kind of like zombie walking around just going along with whatever's going on there's nothing new in this we've seen it all it's going to go to the same place we've seen over the years too uh they've they've done tons of research and study that's all led up to this point um as an example um the study they did back in the 50s i forget what it was called but uh they basically had a guy in a room and he was 
hooked up to a machine, uh, finger quotes, and uh, they would bring in uh, uh, people that, to basically press a button or turn a dial. And the leadership was there telling him, it's okay, it's okay, it's fine. You know, it, even though the dial says it's fatal past this point, and then the guy in the other room is making screams and stuff, making it sound like he's actually being shocked or injured or something like that. Though he's in on this whole gig as well. It's it's all just an experiment, uh, a social experiment. They found that the majority of people they tested, they all press the button or turn the dial past fatal. And, you know, it, it, this this was done in America. This is done in the 50s, right after we had uh, the, the knowledge of what the Nazis did and everything, that this is why they did the experiment. It was a Jewish guy seeing a scientist that was seeing is Americans. Is there something genetic different between uh, the Nazis and how they convinced the German people to do things and Americans? And they found that it's not. It's just human nature. So now fast forward to now you have leadership that's been compromised by uh, the these, uh, you know, the, the, the rape culture or the pedophilia or, you know, those kind of things. They've been compromised by that. So they're following the edicts of a shadowy group that we don't know who it is, right? So they got shadow group here controlling, pulling the strings of leadership. Leadership's telling the 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 peasants below them do this. And the peasants below them, uh, I'm using that because that's how they think of us. Um, we just follow their lead because they're 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 the leadership. They said it's okay, so let's do it. And the majority of people follow along with it. So that's why we had this pandemic as an example. And you had so many different doctors and everything that were okay with doing a, a vaccination that has one in 25 being injured by it. That That's why they were okay with it, because the professionals were all saying it was okay. And the professionals are the ones that, or, you know, the, the experts, they're the ones that are compromised. And they were telling wasn't us it's it, okay. And it, Wasn't it, Corona it, like 1% fatal? Oh, no, it, it was like, it was like 0.01%. I mean, it was, it was basically the flu. So one in uh, 25 is a lot more is what you're saying, right? So, so the vaccine hurts a lot more people than the virus did. Is that what you're saying? I just got confused. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it would be uh, one in 25. What is that? 0.25? Uh, is that what it's it is? It's one in 25. It's, 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 it's more than one in a hundred or way less than one in a hundred. Let me, pull, sure. let me actually pull the report, but let me actually pull the report. Yeah. Hold on just a second. Cause we'll, we'll get an exact, they listed the exact number on this and I want to make sure we get it right. That would be, it'd be 0.4. Yeah. But they were giving an estimate over, but these are now, mind you, these are the clients. We're talking about the, the, uh, the people that had an adverse reaction in Germany. These are the clients that are with the largest health insurer here. Uh, so they sh they say that um, they have four hundred and thirty seven thousand five hundred and ninety three insured. So one in twenty five received medical treatment. So if you pull those numbers yeah. just on those numbers, just four hundred and thirty seven thousand five hundred and ninety three. So so what I'm seeing here is this: if there's a hundred people that without any vaccine would have gotten corona, and you know some of them would get sick, but seriously would you know less than one percent would get hurt. Um, you know, one percent, one out of a hundred is is way less than one out of the twenty five suffering for the vaccine. Like, am I hearing this right? Yeah. So, the, so, so one in twenty five. I had to do, do it because I'm bad at math. Um, it's right. point zero four is what what one in twenty five is. Point zero four. Sure. Okay. The, so that so COVID is at the most at the worst they were saying is point zero three at the worst. It, right. It's it's equaled out to about point zero one to point zero one, two, five, or, you know, in that range, it's, it's much, much lower. But the thing is, is when it comes to vaccines, here's the thing. If you have one death in a hundred thousand from the vaccine, that's one death too many. 
and they will actually pull. Uh, we've had vaccines pulled out of 900,000, nine people died. They pulled a vaccine. We, we've had um, other vaccines in the past that have injured people. I think the injuries were, injuries were like 37. They pulled the vaccine. This, we're talking millions of people have had adverse effects from this. And um, here's my question in all of this. I need to make a correction. I'm sorry. This is an important correction. 437,593. Those are the number of people that are injured. Excuse me. Those are the number of the people that are injured that are with that insurance company. Uh, they have around 11 million people insured with that insurance company. I thought that was kind okay. of a low number. I thought that was kind of a low <laughs> yeah, number yeah. for an insurance company. But so, just to make that so clear, look, I'm, I'm sorry. Expanding upon this idea that we... Okay, uh, typically we used to believe that it was corporations were out for profit, right? That That's the whole motive is profit, profit, profit. Okay, so keeping that in mind, what profit is there in all of this, pushing a, pushing this a vaccine that's killing people? What profit is there for killing off your consumers? It's not. It's the same exact thing that's going on in Ukraine. They're burning off everything they possibly can. They're laundering the people. They're laundering the money. They're literally burning they're they're spending all their resources to cure a disease and the resources are spent on something that will hurt you more. It's literally they're like, let's say we're going to spend all this money on creating this disease and then we're going to spend the rest of this money on creating the vaccine. And then hopefully you're going to spend the rest of the money on healing the people that got hurt by the disease and the vaccine together. It's great. We're going to spend just all the money together. Oh, hey, it's like it's like it's great like green I, energy. It's like green energy. It's like the yeah, solar I, panels, the batteries, the wind turbines. I make the gun, I make the bullet, I shoot you with it, I, and I have the cremation service. And I'm the, you know, I, I, I do a lot of free digging in my time too. It's, I, and I have nothing, and this is totally, I mean, are you trying to accuse me of somehow maybe, I don't know, getting a deal like, oh, the bullet stock will go up, let me buy some more guns. But this whole thing um, is based on a Hegelian dialectic, which is problem, reaction, solution. The same people that create the problem and cause you to react to it are the same people that have the solution to the problem in the first place. And you pay for all of it. You suffer from the problem and you pay for the solution. Yep. Well, what is it that they do? What is one thing that is negative towards them? Is it the effort of receiving the money? Is it the, is it the effort of arguing who's going to get bigger part of the money? Is it who's going to be the next scapegoat? What is the effort? What is the difficult part for them? The risk that the people will do something or or do they just eat themselves to death? Is that what what is the hard part for them that like they're suffering so that we are, you know, anyhow better or anything at all? I mean, it seems like well, none of it is for us. The most difficult part that they endure is the very nature of what they're doing. And, and what totalitarianism in general has always done. I mean, this goes on to uh, such as the communist revolutionaries in Russia, the Nazi movement in Germany, same thing. Any type of totalitarian movement, whatever that is, they are living in a constant state of paranoia. It's always a power struggle at the top to who's going to overthrow who, who's going to politically power play who, who's going to knock off this person, who's going to get rid of this person. And ultimately, with all systems that are like this, no matter which side it comes from, it doesn't matter. If it's totalitarian in nature, it is destructive. It's self-destructive at that. I have no doubt that these people are going to go down. It's just a matter of how bad this crash landing is going to be for everybody else. Oh, yeah. And, and I just want to say this. I consciously really, really try to stay away from saying anything like, oh, you know, we'll win. Or I, I do not want to leave an impression like I'm asking anybody to, you know, commit any sort of violence or do anything. But putting that aside, I, I'm right there. I do not see us lose, to be honest. You know, I, I, 
I say that the enemy is incredibly scary and they're they're way powerful but the truth is the sword of god and that's what we have the the truth is what defines humanity without truth humanity cannot function any part of humanity that defies truth will ultimately even if it wins in a short term it will corrupt and destroy itself truth is the only thing that keeps us cognitively sane anything that we perceive as a fact and it's being disputed and we are forced to believe that that disputation is correct keeps us insane and stressed and paranoid and now we're acting like them they're it's all humans relate they're you know we are being projected this paranoid upon ourselves and we're the ones that really should be paranoid not them we the ones that need to do something. We need to just take their psychosis and feed it back to themselves. There's more of us. There's more people. The people are more organized. There's more soul. There's more truth. Not going with the system does not mean necessarily anything really violent or anything huge. It could be a joke. We can we can boycott something. I mean, if they're messing with us so much, I'm saying let's get funny back. It's not about what we do as long as it's not a bad thing is as long as enough of us do it you remember that GameStop little you know that little game store how it was you, you know what i'm talking it was crushing it was out of business bunch of Stock kids trade, already yeah. got together bro yep thank you why is it so listen they are all powerful they do controls but they do need us to survive absolutely you know if we all kill ourselves they're not going to live either you know, I mean, obviously, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm being rhetorical, but there's some sort of inaction rather than action, I believe we could all do that would somehow, you know, destabilize everything. It's, it's, it is still somewhat gray and murky, but I believe, you know, as I said, geometrically, within a week or two, a month, it, things are just going to keep coming out more and more. And, and watch, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you in a week, I'll talk to you in a month, I'll be here as much as I can. And, It'll get funnier, and the only the only the only thing back is we have to get funny back. I think that's just as good a place as any to leave it. Giving you the final word. We talk all week, every week, so it's nice to have somebody else on. When we get guys like you and guys like Marty and and Ned on, it gives us a chance to sit back a little bit and put our feet up and not have to go through <laughs> the entire rigmarole of planning everything. So it's kind of nice. It's been a pleasure having you on, Pavel, and we hope to have you back again really soon. And it's always a pleasure for me. And this time I was a lot more natural. This is more me. And I just kind of rambled the whole time because I want people to hear me being a normal person. That is all. And just like all of us, we're just people with hearts and full of love. And that is it. Well said, my friend. Well said. For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. If you know someone you're trying to get to wake up and think on their own, we would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Bruce and Pavel, I want to thank you both for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening. Mm-hmm.